1: Hey there, this is The Chris 7 Show with Cinch, who don't just offer great quality cars, but also great quality service with a dedicated customer service team available seven days a week. Plus, there's a Cinch app, as if cinch.co.uk isn't enough. You can browse thousands of cars with the app, filter your searches, and buy your next car in just a few taps. The app is on Google Play and App Store. You can search, shop, and pay for your next car all in the Cinch app. It's so easy. It couldn't be easier. And of course, you get all the same benefits like free home delivery and a 14-day money-back guarantee. No questions asked other than where would you like the money sending back. Try it out. Download the Cinch app today. Welcome to the show. Vassos is here. Aloha. Rachel's not here. Well, if it ain't Tequila Tilly, how are you, Tequila? I'm great. How are you? Uh, I can't believe you're going to be 23. <laughs> I know. A couple of weeks. And I met you. you were so small. <laughs> like, you're 23 years old. Nearly 23 Nearly years old. Yeah. Um... Right, you have a super packing, gobsmacking, holiday hacking tip for us, don't you? I
2: think it might be a game-changing hack, All right, here we go. Here we go, go on. So, one of the questions when you're going on holiday, do Uh you take your carry-on or do you check your baggage? I think it's often better to take a carry-on, just easier, less risk. But the issue with that is, of course, you can only have 100 millilitres or under in your toiletries. Yes. However, Mm. you can click and collect toiletries to the Boots or the Superdrug or whatever shop on the other side of security, so you yeah, don't need to worry about getting it through. baby!
1: You pick it up. Come it can on! Use your stuff. It's simple, but it's beautiful, and it's all fresh for holiday. And it's if it's if anything in life is similarly beautiful, it's also brilliant. So thank mm. you very much for that. Um, you. you can you've witnessed the backpack.
2: I've witnessed it. Okay, yeah. the backpack Love is
1: now it. on Instagram at Chris Evans TFI. That is all I'm taking to Los Angeles for 28 days, and I won't buy anything while I'm there. Actually, I didn't take anything. but I bought a few things while I was there. But I'm thinking, hang on a minute, that's that's not right. So I'm taking what I've got on and that um, that you can see now. I roll everything up. I used to roll T-shirts up really tight. Mm. Now I put five, t- I take five T-shirts, five T-shirts, I pile them on top of one another, and then I roll that up, and then I oh. stuff them in a shoe. Smart. Yeah. That's good. I take one pair of shoes. What are you doing um, for your packing? This so year? after we had a chat yesterday
2: and yeah. you were telling me what you were going to wear and what you were going to take, I find that quite inspirational because I, I just overpacked. Do you remember I had a weekend in Yorkshire and I took five pairs of shoes for <laughs> yeah. one week, two nights in Yorkshire. Yeah. Why, why not take your dilemmas with you on holiday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so ever since I started running, which is I don't know, 15, 20 years ago now, one of the first things people said to me is don't don't walk in your running shoes. And every time I sort of see people walk in my running shoes, it sort of, it echoes around my head like that. Don't walk in your running shoes. So I never do. It's like when you're really young and your mum tells you, wash your hands after you go to the loo. And you think, well, I'll always do
1: that for the rest or, of my life. Yeah. Or eat your crust, otherwise your hair won't go curly. Yeah, that sort of stuff. And they walk away if you go, I, see, I don't want curly hair. But they've yeah. gone by then. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind people with curly. I personally don't want curly hair. Yeah, but if you don't eat your crush, you won't, your hair won't go curly. Good! Yeah. <laughs> so today, for the first
2: time ever, yeah. literally ever, hmm. I've worn my running shoes to work and I cycle to work. I'm not running in these, everybody. I'm just wearing them to walk in. And this will, this will automatically make one less pair of shoes I have to take to Vietnam with me. Wow. In fact, so it's just these and flip-flops now. Brilliant. Great. Comfy? Sorry. Are you comfy? Yes, I am. And I'm not. As traumatised as I
1: thought I would be by wearing my running shoes to walk in. <laughs> 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 I'm so glad you're over that. Neil deGrasse says, hello Chris, you guys are the best, have a great holiday, thank you. My since of the year so far, we're starting a new job in April with a long commute and reconnecting to the show. I love, love, love it. And you make my drive to work really enjoyable. So today we are saying, on holiday, whilst you're on holiday or we're on holiday or you're having a summer break and you have a little bit of time somewhere nice, hopefully with some people or on your own if you want a bit of um, you time, then let go, let go, let go, let go physically. First of all, because you get tight, when you get tense, you get tight. So let go physically, okay? Because so, when you get tense, you get tight, and then you get myopic. In myopic is to do usually with vision, of course. But you just get, you know, physically, you can't think. You, you don't know you can't think, but you can't think. Um, you forget that you're breathing. You forget to breathe sometimes. So you let go physically, and then you let go emotionally, and then on the third let go, you let go of everything. If you let go a bit you find a bit of peace. If you let go a lot, you find a lot of peace. If you let go, absolutely, you find absolute peace. But you have to keep doing it all the time. All day, you have to keep letting go for the rest of your life. And talking to lives, we only get two lives. The second of which begins when you realize we only get one. It's a different kind of life. It's a different way of living. Vasos quoted his jet lag guru, who isn't a jet lag guru. Mm-hmm. She's a fasting guru. I, I have my suspicion she's not even one of those, to be honest. Well, she's fasted for seven, water fast, seven
2: days. I mean, that's punchy. Does not
1: make her a guru?
2: Yeah, it does.
1: It makes her a student of fasting. <laughs> does she guide other people through fasts? Nope. But she's not a fasting guru, oh, then, right, is she? She's not. So if she's not a fasting guru, and you're citing those credentials to qualify her as a jet lag guru, suddenly all her qualifications just unravel. It's not her fault, it's your fault.
2: Her not eating hack, though. Yeah. I've looked it up. According to experts, that's experts. Just recap on it for people tuning in. Don't eat when you're on the plane. And as soon as you land, start eating with whatever meal it is in the time zone where you land. All right. And it will get rid of your jet lag. You won't have it. <laughs> According to experts, experts, not eating while you fly can actually help to reduce jet lag, and that's not the only thing your flight attendant won't tell you, it says in this way. Turns out travelling on a plane can do a lot of bad things to your body, including shutting down your digestive system once you reach high altitude. After you get off the plane, it all restarts. So since you've been munching over the course of the long flight, your system goes into overdrive in order to digest all of the fatty and salty food. As a result, you'll feel more groggy and more tired than usual, not unlike the lethargic feeling you have after a big
1: Thanksgiving okay, meal. so that's from experts, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that's why the experts said... Not eating may actually help to reduce your jet lag. Yep. Because that's what an expert would say. Mm-hmm. What you said was not eating on a plane will will stop all jet lag forever. Yes! <laughs> okay. I, I may have exaggerated, but it would be the first time. <laughs> right, holiday super hacks. send us yours. Here's some more of ours. If you're staying at a hotel and you suddenly realise you only have a USB charger for your phone or for your tablet... Hotel TVs tend to have a USB port in the side, and if you plug your device in, it will charge it up. That is it's very great, good. Isn't it? That is very. I always forget. It's a the plug. best hack. Is it the best hack? Here comes some more. Roll your clothes, don't fold them, and stack them vertically to see them better in your suitcase. I like that.
2: I like that as well. It's cool. It's I was, I, I, the only reason I didn't react uh, imme- immediately is because I've already <laughs> packed,
1: and I haven't done that, and that's annoyed me. <laughs> Plus it's the only thing more annoying for me, when you don't react to things in time and the ready, is then explaining to us why you didn't react. (laughs) I was just thinking, (sighs) am I going to repack with that hack? Good. good. Probably not. Doritos, if you're camping, Mm -hmm. Doritos can be used as kindling.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We've peaked. Surely (laughs) we've peaked
1: there. Whilst camping, if you need longer matches, because it might be a bit windy, Mm -hmm. and they keep going out before you get them to the campfire. And you have some dried spaghetti. Use your match to light your spaghetti, and there you have a ready-made taper. This is just... This this is too good, isn't fantastic. it? Fantastic. I want to go camping just for this. If you want to get any creases out of your clothes, but you don't have an iron, hang it from the shower curtain rail while the shower is on the hottest setting. Oh, it was just steam... Steam Steam iron. Steam and iron. Perfect. Yeah. Make sure your bag has no stickers or tags from previous trips. I'll tell you why. It looks really cool, but often it results in them getting sent to the wrong location. <laughs> it's not worth it.
2: No. It's gone back to Athens where
1: we went last year. It's not worth the attempted cool. <laughs> and if you're trying to be cool, that's so not cool. <laughs> if you're worried about leaking toiletries in your bag, put a piece of cling film under the screw-on lids for a double seal and keep them in a waterproof toiletries bag. If you're going mid-haul or long-haul, take a tennis ball in your carry-on for a bit of rolling under your feet and thighs to help keep the circulation going, because it can be very serious. That's very
2: good. That is very, very good. Tennis balls are excellent, generally.
1: If there are a few people travelling... This is a bit naughty, this one, but it does work. If there are a few people travelling, mark each of your group's suitcases fragile. This means they will get processed together and come out on the carousel at the same time. Well, that's nice. <laughs> it's really sneaky. So they also come out first? <laughs> they don't all, always come out first, but they do come out together. They tend to come out together. I want more for now. Tell us yours. Wear your heaviest shoes to travel in so it doesn't add weight to your carry-on or your suitcase. In fact, just wear all the heavier stuff or try and have the heaviest stuff on you to reduce the weight and you having to pay you know, um, more, more money for whatever.
2: Yeah, forget California, though. Forget Vietnam. Let's go camping and...
3: Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Love
2: the 80s? Then you'll love Virgin Radio 80s Plus. Of Chris Evans. Love the 80s. Over on Virgin Radio. 80s Plus.
1: One of our favorite guests ever. Could make it today. So instead,
2: over <laughs> <laughs> Shepherd. He's here to publicize his award-winning Skymax show. And his primetime BBC One quiz show and his tour and his first kids book, Rob and Ramesh Versus, The Weakest Link, The Hustle Tour and Lil Muffin Drops the Mic are all out now or coming soon. So let's all pay homesh to Ramesh oh, very nice. Nathan. Yeah, you got so... up and
1: finished fourth there. Very good indeed. <laughs> yeah, really that was good. like a, an interview brief. It was like a shopping list, yes, wasn't it? was it? a bit, yeah. Um, you've got so much going on.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it. It really is a desperate attempt to stay relevant. <laughs> it's incredibly transparent, isn't it?
1: Please tell me that's not how you really feel. <laughs> oh come on! That,
3: no, it's not. I mean, it's like it's just uh, the truth. Is yes. is that you just have a go at different stuff, and like different stuff comes up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I've got no. I don't know. There's no plan. I don't know what the end game is. It's just. Uh, I just keep doing. Just well, keep doing mate, whatever. it's all
1: going really well. Um, where do we? Where do you want to start? You, it's a lucky dip. We should have a lucky dip of subjects here because there's so much to talk about. Where do, where do you fancy starting?
3: Uh, I don't mind. I mean, the book came out yesterday. We could start with that. I mean, I guess that's what the publisher would want me to do. I don't know.
1: Okay, let's talk about your brand new, but your first kids book. Yeah. Yes. Lil Muffin drops the mic. Who's Lil Muffin? Well, Little Muffin's a story about
3: this kid called James who... (laughs) Chris is holding up the book in such a beautiful promo way. I I wish I'd done that on the gram. Um, (laughs) That's really good. (laughs) Well,
1: there are cameras here everywhere. Yeah, that's good. Why don't you hold on it while we're talking as well? Okay, fine.
3: Okay, because we have lots of stuff. Yeah, so Little Muffin drops a mic as a story about... (laughs) (laughs) ..about a kid called James who's really into baking and then he discovers rapping. And so he wants to become a rapper, but he's so... Um, he's kind of got himself unpopular as a result of the baking because it's not a cool hobby. Right,
1: so his dad leaves.
3: His dad, he's, he's, he's living with his mum. Yeah. Uh, and a rabbit, a pet rabbit. Yeah. And um, he's into baking. He loves baking. He loves baking. he's it's really a, good. It's an obsession. He yeah. runs bake stalls and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, the kid's kind of, he's kind of ends up being quite unpopular and starts getting ridiculed at school. Discovers rapping mm. and has this battle with kind of wanting to be a rapper and trying to leave behind his past kind of the social stigma of you know how people think about him, and it's kind of a battle with him for his own authenticity. Basically.
1: Yeah. So basically, he loves his bacon, which is is his true nature, mm. and then he discovers something else yeah. that might be more um, acceptable to his peers. Yes. And he's looking for validation. Basically. Um, and Aren't we all? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and relevance, <laughs> <Yeah>. and sustainability, <laughs> and all that kind of money. Basically. Yeah. Money. Yeah, yeah. Money <laughs> yeah. and
3: comfort, and sort of you know mortgage. Yeah. Money. All that kind of
1: stuff. Um, and then, in the distance, this superhero comes from nowhere almost.
3: Mm. Uh, and th- th- who's who's this? Chap? So this is a rapper called Brucker who um, has he's got his own struggles going on, where he basically he's got he's got second album syndrome. He can't his his uh, he's record label sort of having a go at him, and he decides that he wants to try and baking. No, <laughs> yeah, that would have been a better twist actually. Uh, he decides he wants to kind of start. Uh looking around to see if there's any new talent coming through that he can collaborate with to give his to give his music a bit of a fresh injection. He feels like he's moved away from what made him authentic and he's trying to emulate what he did in the past. And so their paths eventually cross. But um yeah. And because there's
1: there's a competition, isn't there?
3: Yeah, Brucker is running a competition to find the next new kind of great rapper yeah. uh, that he wants to work with on his next record. James, our main character, is kind of wants to be involved in that, but there's lots of hurdles in his way.
1: Yeah, and only one person can enter from the school. Is that right? That's or... correct. Yeah. yeah.
3: Good, you really do know
1: the book. This is great. Yeah, well, I'm. Um, so, do
3: you know what? Normally, yeah. and what I'm used to doing and what I, I expect not from you, Chris Evans. Obviously, yeah. you're a broadcasting legend. But normally, they just go so a book, children's children's book, right? Little muffin was this little muffin drops the mic. So okay. What is this? That's what I was expecting. But you actually know the story. But you,
1: but you know that every time you come in, we're I'm, ready
3: for you. No, I know. I know. In fact, we I'm wa- impressed.
1: we wanted to talk to you about um, The Weakest Link in such detail, we sent an undercover agent to be on it. I mean, that's how thorough <laughs> we are. Thank you, Vassil. That's it how thorough like, we are with yes, our research. You thought he was coming on, you know, very yeah. sure. No, so that we know... What, I mean, he did
3: it brilliantly. He feigned enthusiasm. Do you know what I mean? It was great. It was yeah. really good. He was very worried when he came on the show, <laughs> okay. about you in particular. He's worried about me all the time. He was very, very, not about you, you personally, but he was worried about what was going to happen if he did badly on the show. It, was, okay. it exerted an, a pressure
1: on you. Why don't Vassos? we actually sort of walk, unpack it for, for the listeners to exactly what happened when you first met each other on the set of The Weakest Link. So what happened, Vasos?
2: Rom walks on the set, turns to me at my little podium, and he says, Vasos, Exact. Just exactly how badly
3: does Chris want you to do <laughs> on this show? And I know know. he wants me to do very
2: badly. Yep.
3: Yeah, because you love him, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, obviously, what we want for the people closest to us is for them to fail. Yeah, where's funny, the pants right? otherwise? Yeah, exactly. You know, one of my favourite things is seeing comedians I love and cherish yeah. have a terrible, terrible gig. Especially <laughs> Rob Beckett. <laughs> Especially <laughs> Rob Beckett. <laughs> In fact, specifically,
1: <laughs> yeah. exclusively yeah, Rob Beckett. I would
3: like Rob Beckett to have a year of bad... That would be... <laughs> amazing for me and just my general self-esteem so
1: weakest link is up in glasgow yeah. um you've been incumbent now there for how many series
3: this is the third series we've just wrapped on yeah
1: is it are you evolving as a host Are you learn things as a host or? yeah
3: i think so i mean I, I think like with the first series there's lots of things going on in your head like obviously you're rebooting something that has legendary status amongst quiz show fans and and you know it's in the mainstream as well and so i knew i was doing it a different way so I went in just because I was just doing it like myself. And then also I didn't really know the quiz. So, so my head, my recollection of, as in I didn't know how to host a quiz, right? right? So my recollection of doing the first series is my head was, I was operating at full capacity,
0: right?
1: Well, yeah, of- but also you were myopic because when you when you are having to be fully focused because you are genuinely worried and, and panicky, you know, um, and there's more cortisol than adrenaline, it all comes from the same source, but it can... Take different, you know, turn left or turn right. You you're not, you don't have as a standard comedian, you'll know this better than anybody else. You don't have the peripheral vision or capacity to do stuff that will help you to be a better host because you just want to get through the damn formats. <laughs> exactly. Is that right? It's so
3: true. Like the the things that happen to your body are so <laughs> counterproductive yeah. for you doing the thing well. Yes. And like, you know, particularly like with the weakest thing, it's it's intense in the rounds then loose in between when you're chatting to the to the contestants right yeah so if you're if you're completely jammed up yeah you just can't be loose so that and I, I as luckily it was it's a very relaxed atmosphere the team are great so I was able to do it to a certain degree but then series two I felt a lot looser and then series three to be honest with you I, like the quiz I feel like I'm very comfortable with doing that um and then I just felt like I was I was I would say this series is the closest I felt like it to be me being just relaxed as relaxed as I' am now talking to you Jimmy Do you know yeah. mean? doing the quiz it was it was fun.
1: Are you at a basketball level yet Pardon? basketball level
3: no, I'm not a bas- no I'm not a basball level yet. <laughs> I think that's series, <laughs> that's coming, six, though, isn't it? series six or seven I think a bas-ball see basketball
1: is so interesting because baseball could only have happened with the team, the England team as it is now mm. because Ben Stokes has been in the England team a lot longer than we all think he has. So he's in series five or six of his weakest link. (laughs) That's that's the thing, though, isn't it? Yeah, That's the extra... When Michael Schumacher, the reason he was such a better driver than anybody else... Is because he'd got the basics down very quickly, and therefore, once you, that becomes a motor program, then you have the extra capacity to look at everything else, while nobody else can because they're still blinkered.
3: Basically. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, what you've just described is what I felt on the weakest link. To be honest with you, because yeah, yeah. the first series, I was very much like, okay, it's around now. You
1: literally can't see either No, side no, of you, no, can you? you
3: can't. Whereas with this one, you just—it's that bit of it is. You're not an autopilot. You're still, but but it's it's you're not you're not consciously thinking about what you're doing. Yeah. Whereas you know, and so it was fun. And Vassos, you're really fun to have on. You seemed really relaxed when you were doing it, to be honest. Mm. So Ramesh comes on,
2: does well, the question? Well, hang
1: on a minute. That's compared to how you felt, yeah, everything because everything
2: is comparative. Yeah, because there's no spare capacity. None of. I mean, all of us, all of the. Because the thing is, you're you're trying to answer the questions. Yes. You're trying to. You're trying to not look idiotic, mm. right? You're also trying to remember who got what questions wrong. So all of that stuff is just completely out of your you're comfort trying to be entertaining zone anyway. As and well. then you've got to try and be entertaining. Yeah. And then there's all this stuff that you don't hang around for in between rounds where you're you're writing like you're sort of pretend writing on the iPads because they don't, don't show people behind the curtain. Oh no, they like it. They no, like they, a bit You're not pen and, them. I mean, and there, mate. Feet. Yeah, come
3: on. I come mean, on. It, but although Seriously? I would say if the deal breaker is you want to see people really writing on iPads, then yeah. I don't know if this is the show for you. Yeah. <laughs> there's probably something. <laughs> there's probably something yeah. somewhere. There's probably a
2: YouTube video specialist for that. But you're even thinking. You're even thinking when you because you vote for someone every every round if 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 you well at least once. Um, you're always thinking. Does my handwriting look good enough <laughs> when they show it? 'Cause you it's all ju- about judgment. Yeah, it's all it's all it's all there's a lot to think about. Promise you, you were very relaxed. You, oh, yeah, you seem you seemed like to completely have the sort of Michael Schumacher of the week as wow, well. That, well, done. well done. Wow. Wow. Vassos. Awesome. Right. You did, you really that did. is And you were that was that was episode four of eight, yes. I think. You were So you were I mean that was the, that's the hard one. After, after our one, mm. you'd sort of broken the
3: back and you're sort of on well, the Well, we did straight. sixteen. We did sixteen, so
1: so Anne Robinson, of course, she she made the weakest link what it, it is yeah. now, what it's become, not just here but across the world. Correct. So the first weakest link was here. Yeah. And then she uh, sold to America, and they said it only works with her. She needs to come and host it. Yeah, they've they've had no such qualms about putting another host. for <laughs> <me. laughs> <I> no.
3: <know. laughs> Do you? Know nobody th- went. This, this I know, but this it's, can only go internationally if Ramesh is with it's this. It's so they've crazy absolutely, they've gone the opposite way.
1: Because she, she did what she did on British TV, of yeah. course she did. And then she, she goes she goes and does exactly the same thing in America mm. and earns enough money in 147 episodes. Yeah. She told me the story herself right. at the Hay Festival in a pub yeah. um, when we were just killing time uh, between interviews. Um, enough money to to never have to think about money for the rest of her life. Wow. Because that's the difference between what happens in America and what happens in the UK yeah. so would you like to come to the airport with me today half past 12 <laughs> we'll go to LA and we'll see what deals we can listen, cut listen
3: let's start pitching <laughs> let's start pitching I, I'm pretty sure yes. you can make more money from shows that you half develop and don't get onto screen than you can from shows that make it all the way that's yeah. what she
1: was paid for That's what, wow that's
3: what she was paid for 147 weakest links are you serious I'm totally serious okay I'm retiring I'm quitting <laughs> I need to renegotiate
1: my yeah, deal. It's ridiculous. Wow. Um, by the way, she earned every penny because she did really well. Yes, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Right, Rob and Ramesh versus. We've got this to talk about now as well. Um, this is just getting better and better. Oh, thanks. We think so. Well, but you, can you never get to tell, know each, each other.
3: Yeah. <laughs> now, listen, I know that man too well already. Yeah.
1: It's been a bit of an icy courtship, but finally, <laughs> finally you're getting on.
3: Uh, no it's, it's actually I think like with the we had a couple of series or one series in particular where uh the the pandemic kind of meant that we were restricting what we're doing this series we've gone all out yeah and like it's difficult to tell I don't know how you feel about this but like we came away from each of the episodes and we've come away from the series feeling like genuinely this is the best series we've ever done but you don't I don't know how much that I don't know how much that translates to what actually viewers think do you know what I mean but I know that we came away from it thinking this is the best what
1: does that mean for you what's the scorecard there
3: well I think it's that Rob and I were in a groove in terms of our chat in terms of interacting and stuff like that the things that that were set up for us to do were better the spectacle of it was better and also, kind of the arcs of the of, of what we were doing, and, and yeah, because it's changed of, a bit, hasn't it? Yeah, we kind of we, we we we've done in this series. We're doing the one that just went out is uh, we went to Vegas to train to do magic, and so we trained with Penn and teller. We're doing crafts because Rob and I got a dog at the same time, so uh, we entered our dogs for crafts. Um, we're doing K-pop. We did K-pop. So we went to Korea and yeah, sort I, of trained. In I
1: that. can't wait to see that.
3: That is, I would say, the K-pop episode completely unrelated to k-pop has one of the most humiliating things that rob and i've ever done ever <laughs> okay. in our lives i would say and so much so that as it was happening i thought i, I knew what, that more I than kn- the ballet listen the ballet <laughs> was like a, 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 an all-inclusive luxury dinner compared to what we do in this k-pop yeah. there's one you'll know when it when it oh, turns I've, up. I've seen
1: that episode because the there one is a phrase <laughs> When you were talking about what happens in between takes on The Weakest Link, there is a phrase to describe that kind of thing, you know. And it's, in show It's don't ever let them see how the sausage is made. Right. But in the ballet episode, we really did see how the sausage was made.
3: Yeah, well, you you, you get acquainted with the sausage again.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, right, great, great, <laughs> great, cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, now, K-pop, let's, obviously this happens in the K-pop episode, but you've been to South Korea. Yes. I, I'm not really that bothered about going anywhere ever again. Um, I love going to LA because I'm going there again. It's mm. like it's a sort of spiritual home for me. Um, but if there was one place in the world I would, if somebody said to me, one place you want to go other than Los Angeles today, where would you go? I'd go to South Korea. I'm yeah. Fa- I'm fascinated by
3: it. I loved it. I really loved Tell it. Tell us more about South well, Korea. Well, I, I think the fur I mean, it's it's just um, kind of as you'd expect, sort of clean and organised and all of that. But the I, I think there's something nice about going to, a culture that's so completely different, the, the, the one thing that I would say that I was... I wouldn't say I was surprised about, but that um, I definitely noticed, everybody in that country dresses incredibly. They all look... Whatever age demographic, whatever, yeah. you know, they all... Like, the aesthetic... Is obviously important to them. Do you and know is it I mean?
1: individual within the demographics, or do, does each sort of generation or half-generation or quarter-generation
3: have a look? They've all got a different look. So, so like you know, you look at sort of the young people; they've got that kind of street, that kind of street fashion going on, right? And, and and the street fashion is a bit more extreme than it is over here. Whereas like the older generation, it's just the stuff's cut beautifully. Do you know what I mean? They they all look Sort of icky, they, guy, isn't it? Yeah, they Attention all look detail. so. So great, man. It was uh... so
1: literally so sharp.
3: Yeah, so, so sharp.
1: Okay, because their culture there is cultivated, isn't it? Their government have this brilliant philosophy of not taking over the world with bombs and missiles and AI and all this kind of stuff, but literally let's have a cultural invasion. And they have culture. Governmental departments for all this, which is why K-pop is a big thing. K-pop didn't happen by accident; it was a government um, initiative. Same with the cinema the, the the movies coming out of South Korea are amazing. Amazing, yeah. That the, the um, perfumes coming out of South Korea you know they are skincare they, all of they that. They are on it, yeah, aren't they? I mean, the mu- when you go to when you
3: see K-pop, like you know what you've just said you can see it when you watch a k-pop band perform yeah when you when you listen to the songs it's like they've taken all you know catchy hooks super slick production like it's all like almost lab design yeah to get you do you know what i mean and then the imagery but it still of the has bands. heart and intention oh a hundred percent like you don't feel like you're watching something like you know it connects it's uh it was an amazing thing to get
1: Right, so we're talking to Ramesh Ranganathan. We're going to keep them as long as we can. I know you've got to go at nine, but I'm just going to keep it until you say I've got to go. Uh, Little Muffin drops the mic. Ramesh Ranganathan's first kids' book. Tell us about the decision to write a kids' book. How difficult is it? How how much attention do you need to give it for it to be any good? Otherwise, the kids will smell more than one rat.
3: Yes, they will. I I mean, that was my main goal is for for no rats to be smelt. But um, it kind of happened by accident. I was on holiday. A lot of the time, whenever I'm on holiday is when I have an idea for a new show or a bit yeah. of stand-up or something like that. Or so, oh, when
1: you, when the idea has you. Yes. Because you, you're available to be had by the
3: idea. Exactly. So my, well, my agent kind of says, have a great trip, look forward to hearing whatever it is you've come up with while you're away. <laughs> yes. Um So on this particular holiday, uh, I, I thought of this this book idea. I thought of the story of James and then I, I didn't think anything of it, more of it. I just thought oh, that'd be a cool thing to think about later and then, as I carried on, it kind of started hooking into me and then I wrote the beats for the story on like a napkin in a, on the plane on the way home and then I typed it up as soon as I got back and just sent it off to see it and um and then um yeah it, w- it was a goer and um and then I sat down to write the book and i I wanted it to be good because you know there's no getting around the fact that you know there's a uh, people sort of go celeb authors are like just dipping it you know just getting involved and not putting their all into something yeah. or whatever so i want to do
1: shift books though. i mean that's yes that's, yeah. that's actually the problem y- that is the
3: problem yeah. and so i was mindful of the fact that i didn't want to be you know i know that i do loads of stuff but what i can tell you is i try my very whatever you think of the end product i try my hardest when yeah, i'm doing yeah. the thing so um so that, that was it I wanted to like properly do, work as hard as I can on the book and I sort of ran bits and pieces like, like, there's loads of raps in it that I kind of ran by my kids and stuff like that and the, the certain bits of the chapters I, I, I checked with my kids if they were still engaged by it. and um, it's like it, it's, a, it's a kind of a labour of love I, I've enjoyed doing it well the judges scores are in would you like to hear a review sure sure
2: oh,
1: okay uh, we need to put our headphones back on for this so okay. who has reviewed this book that's
2: uh, this is nine-year-old Mary Ramesh, okay. who, um, she, this is her last day at school today. Okay. Um, she came home yesterday. Uh, to be honest, I'd forgotten that I had, that she had, she does this. She reviews books on the show. Okay. Um, and she's really, I mean, this doesn't help, I'm afraid, but this, she was really into the book that she's reading at the moment. That's great news. Um, and then she's a, bit, <laughs> she's a bit overtired this week. Okay. Um, and then at about 7.30, 7.45 bedtime-ish, yeah. Yeah. I said to her, oh, Mary Ramesh is coming in tomorrow. He's written a book. Do you mind reading it and reviewing it? She right. reads really quickly and well. Yeah. When was this? About seven thirty-ish. Last, Se- yes. Le- last night. Yes. Uh, last night. Because I'd forgotten. She was back from school at about four or five o'clock. Sorry, did
3: you want this to be bad? What,
1: what, what, you set this
3: up. You're a bit mean to me on
2: the weakest now I'm sort link. Of, I, now
1: I'm guessing how the weakest link went. Suddenly we don't need to watch the Christmas is, special anymore. Uh,
2: so then we were all packing and she went, she went to her room. She read the book and yeah. she's, she's most of the way through it. And then at nine o'clock, which is way past her bedtime. So she's overtired. Yeah. I turned on voice notes on the phone and I said, Mary, what have you got? And this is what she had. Oh, man. I absolutely
3: love this book. To be honest, I wanted to finish the book
1: I was reading first, but when I started this book, it was brilliant, and I want to read it all the way till the end, and then I'll get back to my old book. It's amazing, and I love how he wants to be a rapper when he still loves baking. I really, really don't like Alfie. Wow. <laughs> she,
2: she, she nearly said hate there. She said hate, but hate's a banned word in right, so right. her. Right? I
3: really don't like Alfie. <laughs> uh, so Alfie's kind of his nemesis. Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, well, that is so beautiful. Her voice she, is... She puts on a cute voice just for the radio,
2: actually, oh. when, you, when you meet her.
1: By the way, that's a less posh cute voice. Have mm. you had a word with her about the, her posh
2: voice? <laughs> I, I try and say, don't don't say the word so, because it's so funny. <laughs> she sounds so posh.
3: <laughs> she sounds so posh. You sounded adorable in that. She
1: is adorable. Yeah. She is, it takes after a mum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's good, man. You're going to be happy with that.
3: Mate, I'm delighted.
1: From I'm a delirious nine year old.
3: Yeah. I mean, you teed it up. I thought. I've been invited on here for a roast. <laughs> no, um, she was
1: so tired, she'd have found the Daily Telegraph a good read that. <laughs> Seriously. Financial section.
3: I could hear her pausing there. I wonder if that I, just, I suspected that was you prodding again. Yeah, more, <laughs> more say something. No, else. stay
1: awake. Stay
3: awake. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, thanks for that. Please pass on my, my gratitude. I will do. It's a nice right. From
1: today. the shopping list of interview subjects or topics or items for Ramesh, um, we've done the book. We've mm-hmm. done Rob versus Ramesh, brand new series, yeah. best ever series on Skymax. And if you've never seen it, by the way, it's one of the funniest. Go back to series one, episode one. Take a lucky dip. doesn't matter. They're all... Abs- I can't watch them sometimes.
3: Well, there is... What I can say to people is there is no takeaway from any of these shows. No, there is a massive takeaway. It's just an escapist kind of, like, laugh.
1: I've got a takeaway. Go on. FOMO. Oh, yeah, that is true. It's AMO. It's actual missing out. Yeah. Because that's why I go and watch it and think, you're having all the fun, man. Yeah, it is. Not in lockdown, to be honest, um, (laughs) because they were more domestic. (laughs) Uh, You know... (laughs) Yeah, they were. They, they were, were more domestic. You, yeah. you were trying to have all the fun, thinking, this is the show we have all the fun. Oh, it's not working. Why not? Because we're around the corner from where we live. Um, <laughs> and part of it was just getting away for a while. Is it true or not? Of course it is. Of yeah. course it's true. And I was worried for you, wasn't I? Because the uh, the more domestic, laptop-y kind of um, lockdown-y episodes also achieved the same ratings as the other ones and were much cheaper to make and i thought <laughs> yeah. it's kind of going to go. Yeah. they're not going to give me yeah, any money problem. back for this but they did in the end
3: they did yeah they were very kind they were kind enough to go do you know what we're not going to make you make all of the shows like yeah. so so yeah
1: how was... d- does this show travel well abroad what robin rubbish versus yeah.
3: no idea absolutely no really? idea yeah i don't I know i think it'd be a big i t- i tend to uh, not be across any of
1: that yeah, no, you're very cool like that, aren't you?
3: Well, it's not that. It's just I sort of think I don't, I can't do anything about that.
1: No, no, but that's what—that's a very cool point. Right.
3: Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm very sorry. cool like that. Yeah, um, you.
1: Do you have a big road trip for Christmas sorted out for the telly?
3: Yes, we do. Can uh, you tell us about it or not? Because usually they're quite secret, aren't they? Yeah, they are quite secret. You
1: know We've been friends for a while
3: now. Go okay, on.
1: I'll tell Nobody you. Nobody cares, by the way.
3: Okay. Well, listen, I'm not—I'm not, I'm not allowed not to the say. The nuclear this, coat. Let's just say yeah. I'll give you a clue. Go on. Lap. Oh. Top. No. <laughs> dancing, <laughs> <laughs> stick, lapstick, any of those. <laughs> just, it involves all of those things that you just do. And yeah, I, yeah, I,
1: think, I, think, I
3: think I think I think I
1: think we know where we are. Yeah, have I missed it. anything else out? Do we need to talk about the anything? Tour. Oh, the tour. We He's don't talking... need to talk about the tour. Tell us about the tour.
3: Well, I, I'm going out on the road in the beginning of next year. Yeah. Uh, biggest tour yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm about three-quarters of the way through writing it. See, this th- that <laughs> strikes the fear of God into me.
1: When comedians say this, it's unbelievable. <laughs> well, I mean, part of the
3: thing is is that the, 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 the tour goes out on sale so far ahead of you doing it. And because, like, we're also doing bigger rooms than we've ever done, Yeah. my agent wanted to, like, give it enough lead time. By the people.
1: way, that's, that's um, comedians speak for massive arenas. Bigger rooms?
3: <laughs> yeah. Tell us about these bigger rooms, Ramesh. Well, yeah, I'm doing arenas, so like, I like the 0 yeah. Anybody got a room?
1: a room at home that looks like an arena? Just yeah. checking, everyone. That fits 20,000 yeah. people in What's it. What's the biggest room in your house? Does it look anything like an arena? Does it have a headline sponsor? <laughs> that may be a telecommunications company. Just out of interest. Is that because if you do enough of these arenas, you do buy homes that uh, look like them? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Is that what I don't that is? See, but you guys are amazing. So I, I went to see a pal of mine yesterday um, and we, we were going to the circus together with our families mm. and the mums and the kids had gone I went to pick him up and so we so so he's sitting on the steps outside of this building that he owns where he does his stuff from and he looks up I said you alright he went yeah god no I'm just just right I'm just right I've got I've got a gig on Saturday night like you yeah. you know I said alright I uh, so, so okay he said well it's in front of 10,000 people I haven't got anything yet <laughs> I haven't got much yet it's on Saturday. It's an hour in front of ten thousand people at the NEC in Birmingham. Yeah, it's like what? And yeah. he didn't seem that bothered about it. Not, no, not bothered. He was bothered, otherwise he wouldn't have been. But he didn't seem that like, concerned about
3: mm. it. What's that about? I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I think part of it is if you do it for long enough, you kind of get anaesthetised to it, right. to, to that sort of anxiety. Or oh, you know
1: you can do it, maybe.
3: Yeah, I guess. I mean, look, the truth is, is that if you wanted to, like. If you wanted to do an hour, right, even without loads of material, you, you could. You at this point, you could do it, right? Like wow. you could, you could show people a good time for an hour. Jeez. Whether that would be good enough for you to walk away going, "I've done, I've done a, I, I know I've done a good job," is a different thing. So, when you start off in into that, if you haven't got material to fill the time, it's over. Whereas when you get more experienced, even if you've got, you know, if I've got to do an hour and I haven't got anything, I'll probably be all right. Oh. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. so. But, but but the thing is, is, is that good enough to be a show? That's a different question.
1: All right, so give us three tempos from the forthcoming tour that's three
3: quarters written. Uh, okay. Um, my uh, friendship circle's getting smaller, and oh. I'm happy about that. Great. Are uh, they
1: falling away, or are you el- sharp elbowing them out? Well, away? I
3: think some of them need an elbow and haven't got it yet. Right. You know? Okay. Um, uh, this the... tour will do it though for them. Probably... <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm naming them in full. Yeah. So it's, I know it's a maverick yeah. decision, yeah. but I just they'll
1: thought... be on the guest list. But this will be the last time.
3: Yeah. Uh, what's one of the other temples? Oh, uh, I talk about charity in it. Oh, I tell you the main thing I talk about, Chris. Actually, yes, is my uh, view on this whole hustle culture. Hustle, and you know this kind of thing about making every minute count and all of that kind yeah, of yeah, stuff, yeah. and you know working as hard as you possibly can. Mm. I'm kind of opposed to that kind of mentality. I get that, and so uh, that's kind of where the, t- the name for the tour came from. It, it, it's sort of sorry. Uh, what is the name of the tour?
1: Hustle. Hustle. It's called hustle. So it is. It's not called
3: side hustle. No, no, it's not called side hustle. But um, hustle. so it's just me, and that's one of the main things I kind of go into a little bit. The 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 the, the sort of this whole obsession of hustle off. Yeah. yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Just exactly. go and hustle yeah. off. Yeah. Hustle to your sofa and have a relax. Yeah, hustle yourself. Yeah, exactly. Go hustle yourself. Yeah, exactly. These are all good, quite good punchlines, actually. Um,
1: you're welcome. Uh, right. As a teacher and a parent, mm. big day today for lots and lots of parents. Uh, the kids, not so much. I mean, obviously, they're saying goodbye to their mates, but they're never nearly as sad or, you know, um, affected by change, Not depending on what the change is, of course, mm. uh, as we sometimes think they are. In fact, usually any nowhere near as, as much as we think they are.
3: No, I mean, we've had an absolute uh, sort of emotional perfect storm because our two youngest... Well, our, w- one of our kids has done his last day at primary school yesterday. Right. And then we went to watch the three of them last night in a, in a show. They're performing in a thing at the, at the Hawth just right. near our our house. And it, you do get really... Like, those milestone things, like now we've only got... We're only going to have one kid at primary school still. The other two are going to be secondary from September. It feels like a big, it feels like a huge deal, but there, it doesn't, I mean, it does affect them a little bit, but nowhere near as it does us. Like we, it's, it's very emotional in our house at the moment.
1: All right. And what about um, as a teacher, you know, when your kids move on, is that a big deal or is that just part of the course? Well,
3: I was head of sixth form and when you say g- bye to the sixth formers, you know, because yeah. <clears throat> I was in charge of their, you know, I was overseeing their whole thing yeah. um, as well as being a maths teacher when you set them off into the big wide world mm. it it did it felt emotional every year to be honest with you right. it was um yeah you did i mean the the idea that teachers just see it as a as a thing and they said no, it's not it's not true
2: it's really it? it i like mean it's really thing. important
1: to talk to the teachers about how the kids feel because they have a completely different take on it um than parents do and it's much more objective uh, and less emotional and of course we must be emotional about our children it's very important um, because it's super fuel, especially you know when it comes to their protection and their future. But what advice w- would you have for parents?
3: Um, I think that um, you know me personally. I think that uh, I think that one of the things that we do is, uh, and one of the things that kids do, and I think we do do as adults, is we rush through. We rush through life. Do you know what I mean? And and our kids are kind of they're constantly looking to the next thing, and they don't stop and look at the thing here. So actually, although it's reassuring to have your children uh, not, you know, to be like, I'm going to go do the next thing, I don't care about this. Actually, I think it's a good thing to get your kids to engage with what's happening. And, and, and I'm not saying upset your children, but what I mean is to go this is a big, have the discussion with them and it's okay to feel a bit sad about it. It's okay to to look back on it and go, oh, wow, this is a new step up. And and actually to engage with those feelings, I think is a healthy thing to do.
1: Yeah, and whether they engage back is almost neither here nor there. Tell me if I'm wrong, because it's actually subconsciously a very, that's a very useful uh, and far too on-hand excuse for us not to bother with what might be a bit of an awkward conversation. And once you get into that habit... therein lies the the sort of the the over-distancing between you and your kid. And one day you wake up and you're over here and they're over there and you think, how did that happen?
3: Well, I think, you know, the the thing is, is that what you have to do as a parent is not expect... Or, or, or not want a response uh, the response that you yeah. would like from your children. Yeah, so, yeah. for example, last night, my oldest son had been, you know, he'd been working on these performances and I watched him and I was, like, genuinely blown away. I was so impressed with how, how much hard work he put into it. But he's 13, right? So we get back to the house and, like, the show finished quite late and I said to him, look, I just want to say to you, I was, like, genuinely blown away. I'm so incredibly proud of you. And he just went, yeah. And, like, you know, really, like, part of you would think, well, I want you to go man dad that was thank you for saying that I don't mind right all I care about is he heard me say it I don't need that response from him I've put that memory in his head now that he knows that I've said that to him and that's how I felt about it you don't need it's even like you even get told it in teacher training like if you tell a kid to do something and they do it, but they moan about it. It's fine. They're yeah. doing it. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, this thing that you want, you know, I, I think sometimes Not parents... Not how they do you it. Want, when you do something that you think is a really positive parenting step, yeah. in your head you go, and then the kid will go, my gosh, thank you so much for helping with my ongoing development. Yeah. I love you, dad, yeah, yeah. or whatever. You can't So
1: you no, just take the first tick. Exactly. Don't wait for the others. Doing take the, the thing. first yes. Yeah. Take yeah. the first acknowledgement of what you want. I had a great thing about praise the other day. Um, if you're praising anybody, whether it's a colleague, or, especially if it's your children. Uh, or somebody that works for you. If you use a verb instead of a statement. So if you say to your kids, you know, so Noah's really good at art. So I say, I, I say all the time, Noah, you are a great artist. Completely the wrong thing to say. Apparently, <laughs> right. You say, no, that must. I, I saw how much you worked on that. How hard you worked on that. Look how wonderful it's turned out. Mm. And you just sow that seed of it was about your effort.
3: Yes, and I think like you know that thing about pro, you know process, and we tried to do that with. Uh, with their schooling, you know, because you get so caught up as a parent in being results orientated, but yeah. you just go, it's all about them getting to the thing. Yeah. It's about what they put into it, how much they're enjoying it, all of that kind of stuff.
1: Ramesh, it's I love you coming into the show. Thank I love you so coming much. on the show. Thank uh, you so how's much. the drinking
3: going? <clears throat> well, you know, listen, yeah. I'm 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 drinking again. Are you? See, yeah. I've stopped. Oh man. Yeah. We're you tax- you were so, you really tried to you really tried to pull me to the other side because I want you to
1: come out. <laughs> You know, I needed a drinking, but I needed a wingman. How long have you stopped for? 49 days today. Okay. How are you finding it? Amazing.
3: Yeah, I found it amazing. Uh, the, the the thing that I find really liberating is that if you, a friend, asks to meet up with you and mm. you've got work the next day, yep. it's no longer a concern. You might, you might get home late, but you know you're not going to feel yeah, terrible.
1: Yeah, totally. You, you are available to yourself... All the time, and all your options are open all the time and more than you ever thought you had before. Yeah, but different things start to happen. Somebody said to me last night, Are you finding this, this, and this? I said, Yeah, he said, Yeah, yeah, you just want to watch out because there's going to be more of that. Really, yeah. One of the things I found good stuff, but stuff that you sort of have ironed out, yeah, that didn't shouldn't have been ironed actually, right? Should be more sort of hung, yeah, for a while, wrinkled, yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, I found that every conversation after about 10 o'clock is a remix of a previous conversation, it's It's just there's no point, yeah, and we're supposed to be in bed.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ramesh, you're brilliant man I love you to death Uh, Book Lil Muffin Drops the mic Out now His first And it's a cracker Hustle Tour tickets Available now At rameshrenganathan.co.uk Slash tour Rub and Ramesh Versus Wednesdays At 9pm on Skymax And The weakest link Christmas Day Instead of the King's Speech Mm. 3 o'clock They've cleared the schedules (laughs) To see Vassos That's what I've heard Triumph Through all the travails The King's Speech Is is still happening
2: But it's on BBC 2 We're on BBC 1 3 o'clock